0: I'm Ashley Baxter, the founder of With Jack, and after so many years helping freelancers stay in business, I'm no stranger to the kinds of problems you face. But freelancing doesn't mean having to face these problems alone. In a lot of these situations, there is help available. I'd like to share these stories with you so that you can be a confident freelancer. Today we hear from a real With Jack customer. David, a designer and founder of Squidge Inc. He shares his experience using the Legal Advice Helpline to assist him in dealing with a client who wouldn't pay. The Legal Advice Helpline is part of the Legal Expenses product, which I've often described as kind of like having a law firm on retainer because you can call the helpline as often as you like to ask general legal questions relating to business matters. For the first time in his career, David experienced a client refusing to pay his invoice. There were a lot of structural changes happening at the company and it was in the process of being wound down, so David was having trouble getting paid. When you're faced with this situation, especially during times like these, it's fair to say you'll be experiencing a mixture of emotions.
1: It felt a bit horrible. Um, It was quite hard to actually kind of figure out where I was going to move to from there really. Uh, It was frustrating uh, and I felt a little bit helpless because I'd never been in that situation before. Um, So it was trying to figure out what path to go down and what kind of options there were and remain professional through it all.
0: We've done a whole episode on what to do if a client isn't paying you. In fact it was our very first episode, client not paying, what are the next steps to take? With David's situation, because he didn't have the legal expenses product at the time the invoice was issued, he couldn't use the debt recovery service where a solicitor chases overdue invoices on your behalf. However, because of the value of the invoice, David knew that he wanted to explore the option of small claims court. And this is where the legal advice helpline came in handy, because he was able to use the legal experts on the other end of the phone, for guiding him through an unfamiliar and uncomfortable process.
1: The legal advice helpline was fantastic. Um, everyone that I spoke to there were very reassuring. They really knew their stuff. Uh, for me, coming across the world of going to take someone to court is daunting at the best of times, and I'd never done anything like this before. So they were very good at kind of demystifying some of the things which I was a little bit confused about. Um, it helped that I had a list of questions to go through every single phone call that I went. I called them on, Uh, so I think I called them only about three times in the end, but they were very great at getting back to me very quickly. Uh, It was super useful um, because for me, if I'm honest, I wouldn't have gone through the process of going to small claims in the first place had it not been for the reassurance from them. Uh, They were very good at kind of taking me through the process, explaining some of the stuff I was a little bit concerned about. So if there would be any kind of particular fees that would come back to me or how much it was going to cost was one of the main things. You know, was it was my case kind of worth pursuing? Um, And again, they... I think because of the way they're set up obviously they can't recommend that you do it but they can definitely say with the kind of weight of evidence that it's probably worth going through with it so that was certainly the path that I took.
0: I have to say that I really like David's idea of phoning the helpline having written down a list of questions that you want to ask because I think that in these situations your head can be all over the place you know is the client going to pay can I pay my bills if they don't And we see freelancers respond to the situation in panic mode. So make a cup of coffee, sit down and spend some time figuring out what you want to get out of the phone call. Go in as prepared as possible instead of panicked so that you can end the conversation knowing exactly what your next step should be. Another thing David highlighted that I thought was interesting was that the guidance he received from the helpline, especially around legal jargon, showed this client that he was serious about recovering the money he was owed and he knew what he was doing.
1: Certainly some of it was the use of language and they use certain terms, which, to be honest, escape my brain right now. But um Just being able to use those terms, I think, showed the client that I was dealing with that I'd obviously spoken to a legal advisor and I wasn't just trying to do it myself and probably being a bit naive about it. So I felt a bit more informed. Um, But they were fantastic, very reassuring, very helpful, and just there at the end of the phone. So yeah, I I can't fault them really.
0: Whilst this certainly isn't the case in all situations, and I'm not suggesting that it's the case here, sometimes clients can. Try to take advantage of freelancers because they don't have an in house legal team to help them stand their ground. But that is the superpower you have by being insured. Unfortunately, David's client rejected his claim.
1: Uh, it wasn't particularly surprising because they'd been through their own internal processes and deemed that uh, they were right and I was wrong. Uh, but certainly the needle advice that I'd had from the helpline was very much, it seemed like things were on my side. The thing for me was going through the process, it was taking a lot of uh, kind of strain for me emotionally more than anything. It's a horrible feeling thinking I'm going to go to court. so You feel like you've done something wrong, even though I hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, and there was that feeling of slight helplessness again and also having to put together an awful lot of materials because you still have to prepare stuff in order to go to court.
0: David mentioned the emotional strain and that feeling of starting to doubt himself but whilst in the midst of preparing all of the evidence he needed to pursue the payment with the help of the Legal Advice Helpline, he tried one more thing.
1: So the way I approached it, is I just sent a simple email. I said, you know, I'm in the process of putting together the materials for the court case, but I wondered if we could discuss about a potential um, solution to make it so neither of us have to go through it, basically. Uh, probably in a bit more of a succinct way than that. Uh, and they got right back to me and pretty much said, what do you propose?
0: Never underestimate the simple approach of asking a client directly to resolve things. And so David suggested a rate he was happy with, even though it wasn't the full amount he was owed. The truth is that client disputes aren't always going to have the perfect outcome even if you do have insurance. Sometimes you have to compromise but to go from being in a position of non-payment and facing the stress of pursuing a client through small claims court to then agreeing a rate that worked for David is still a good outcome. Sometimes you have to weigh these situations up, you have to put your pride and anger to the side and think of things objectively Yes, the option to pursue the client for the full amount was still there, but I think David did the right thing because now he can focus on other projects and paying clients and put to bed the emotional strain he talked about earlier. David showed his client that he was serious about recovering his money and he wasn't going to back down, which is in line with our ethos of being a confident freelancer. David said he probably wouldn't have had the confidence to go through small claims court if it wasn't from the help he received from the legal advice helpline. We'd like to think that being insured gives you the confidence to stand your ground with clients and be treated how you deserve.
1: You should be paid for your time and you should be paid for project work that you feel that you did and the client should be paying for.
0: Obviously, David never wanted or expected to be in this situation and he hopes to never find himself in that situation again. But these experiences cause us to reflect on the lessons learned.
1: I've learned a lot from the experience. Uh, it's not necessarily a process that I was particularly keen to learn about, but I'm reassured now that if I do find myself in that situation again, I won't feel quite so helpless. I will know exactly the processes to go through. I'll know the websites to go to, what forms to fill in. I'll also be able to reference the legal advice helpline again, just to check, you know, anything that I might've missed. So for me, it was kind of like an area of business, which I'd not come across before. And I'm obviously not keen to revisit if if I can avoid it. So the key thing for me is to probably make it so I don't have to reach that, that point again. But I certainly learned an awful lot about the legal processes and also the support that you've got should you wish to go down that path. I mean, the actual process of putting together the application and the kind of the case itself uh, was quite kind of detailed. But for me, it, it, it just opened my eyes to a whole area of business that, you know, it's reassuring to know I've been through that process should I need it in the future more than anything.
0: Even if you're working with clients for years, there are always tweaks that you can make to your processes to minimize the risk of these things from happening. David considers himself pretty risk averse and already has processes in place, but he has admitted that he could be more strict with clients in the future.
1: I think going through any process like this makes you reflect back on how you could have avoided that certain situation occurring in the first place. And I have revisited it several times, The thing for me as a business is that I've always been quite good about process and making sure that I've got kind of protection in place when I'm approaching a new client. The thing about this particular situation, which was quite unique and probably made it a little bit more kind of took me by surprise was... They were an existing client. They're someone that I'd already done work for. And the way I would always work is that I would not start work until there was a purchase order in place or until there was a contract in place. The thing with this particular client is that was there. uh, What we were doing was actually extending an existing agreement with them. And at that point, I was continuing to work because the project hadn't stopped. They never stop. Um, And it was during that kind of small window of time that things changed on their their side significantly enough so that the budget wasn't there, but it wasn't communicated to the project team. So it's a bit of a unique process, a bit of a unique situation I found myself in with this particular scenario. And I've kind of gone over it several times thinking, well, how can I avoid that? And I think I could be a lot more strict about the way that I engage with clients so every single time there's a renewal or an extension of a, a contract, I stop work and I don't continue until that's agreed. But the reality is a lot of the time that's quite hard to do. So I'm trying to probably mediate or think about a way so I can protect myself more so that should things go sideways like this one did, um, I'm a bit more protected.
0: Lastly, I asked David if there was anything else he wanted to add to help others, people like you, in a similar situation. So over to you, David.
1: Certainly having the Legal Advice Helpline and the help from With Jack as well uh, was invaluable. Um, I wouldn't have gone through the small claims process and I think ultimately that is the thing that tipped the conversation more with the client into something which could turn into something more amicable. So for me, knowing you have those support systems in place to help you as a business is invaluable. I would always say try and talk to the client and there were quite a lot of exchanges between me and the client up to the point that I did make that decision and it wasn't a decision I made likely either. Um, I think a lot of clients and certainly some of the people that I spoke to who are also self-employed have said I think once you get to a point where you've put together a small claim and people know you're serious that's normally the tipping point under which most clients will turn around and realise that you're not going to kind of just give up and walk away. As long as you have good evidence in place that there was no agreement there, and that is certainly the information which I kept on going through with the uh, legal advice helpline. Uh, there was good evidence there, there was an existing relationship with the clients. there was evidence that work had been done. So I think you need to, in the back of your mind as a business, always be thinking about, you know, if this does go sideways, have I got something to kind of show my worth in what I've been doing, rather than kind of winging it and being very informal about things. I would certainly like to say thank you to all the people that have helped me through my particular experience. It's... um. Yeah, been, been a bit of a learning curve, but uh, yeah, I, I've come out the end of it kind of certainly feeling a lot more informed and I think even more mature as a business because I think all the years I've been working, I've not found myself in that situation and suddenly having to take advice and look at it from a very different perspective has been quite eye-opening, I think. I would always advise people just try and make sure you get your processes in place so if you do find yourself in that situation, you've got good evidence and you've got good documentation so that the actual process if you do need to take it through to kind of legal levels is a lot easier for you and you've got documentation and kind of materials that will support your claim there is support there and there is kind of materials that will help you through it and hopefully get to a a resolution that is good for you
0: i'm ashley the founder of with jack thank you for listening to unsure insure if you enjoyed the episode and you did learn something new then tell a friend and leave a review